0: but I think it's important to also do your own analysis. So I, you know, took all their calculations and made them a little bit more conservative. So I thought their, uh, their vacancy rates and their, you know, maintenance and and CapEx uh, percentages were a little bit low. So I made them higher to make sure, you know, worst case scenario that it would still be cash flowing and getting a pretty good um, return. So I think it's really important to to run your own numbers.
1: Welcome to the Invest Nest Real Estate Investing Show, a community for real estate investors to learn, network and grow. Be sure to join the investnest.com and start learning and earning today. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Invest Nest Real Estate Investing Show. As always, I'm your host Travis Murphy and we've got another great invest guest joining us this week. Uh, Allie Barkey is going to talk to us about her more recent um, journey into real estate investing. Uh, Ali's an entrepreneur. She's got a, a career. She's got a side a hustle, Ali's Um She does a ton on Instagram. She's got a great following. Uh, but today, she's going to talk to us about her real estate investing and share her journey with us. So a lot of good stuff comes out of this interview. If you're a new investor or just getting started, I think this is going to be a great um, interview for you. Uh, there's a lot of insight that Ali provides uh, that you know could potentially help you get over that hurdle of uh, getting into real estate investing. Uh, but before we begin, I want to remind all of our listeners to please hit the subscribe button. If, and if you're enjoying the podcast, leaving us a review and rating uh, is a tremendous help. Um, so just take a quick second and hit that subscribe button. We release our podcast every Wednesday morning. And um, of course, check us out online. Uh, we've we've got instagram facebook and twitter we can be found at the invest nest and check out the investnest.com it's an online community for real estate investors You can go create your free profile. It doesn't cost anything. You upload a picture if you want, upload your bio, and you can start networking with other members on the site. You can create your own blog if you would like and share it directly to your own social media. Again, it's a community for real estate investors and uh, it's absolutely free. So go check it out. That's theinvestnest.com. And if you prefer watching these interviews as opposed to listening to them, you can also find us on YouTube. You just got to search the Invest Nest Real Estate Investing Show. We'll pop up. And don't forget to hit the subscribe button there as well. All right. All right and now it's time to welcome this week's Invest Guest, Allie Barkey with Uh Allie's going to join us today and talk to us a little bit about what she's got going on in life in general and how she has more recently... Um, entered into the real estate investing space. Allie has an incredible following on Instagram. She puts out a ton of content on a variety of topics. Uh, so be sure to check her out on Instagram and she can be found at Allie's Fashion Alley. Allie, welcome to the Invest Nest.
0: Thank you for having me.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for joining me. This is going to be a lot of fun. I like what you do on Instagram. You've got, a, like I said, you've got a great following, a great audience. You're very active and interactive with your audience, which I love, and it seems like you're starting to introduce more things about real estate investing, but we'll get to that in a minute. Before we get started, how are things going for you in 2021? You having a good year so far?
0: Yeah, things are good. I really can't complain. Um, I'm very grateful to you know, still be employed after last year. Uh, my business has been doing really well over the past year, so no complaints here.
1: Great. That's awesome. I'm glad to hear. So you mentioned your business. Why don't why don't we start before we dive into real estate? Why don't we start with just a little background on yourself? Um, Can you tell us a little bit about you? And what it what is your business and uh, what, what you do for a living?
0: Sure. So I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I am originally from Southern California. I lived in Chicago for seven, eight years. That's where I went to college. Um, And then I moved to Milwaukee a couple years ago. So I work in social media marketing. I have a full-time nine to five job and I also have my own freelance business. And I sort of do the same thing for for both of those for my full-time job and my freelance. Um, I do social media, advertising, uh, things like that. And what I love about my job is that i'm able to work from anywhere so i've been working remote for a long time, since you know before COVID, before that became a thing. Um, yeah so i'm. I don't do real estate full time, uh, like some of your other guests, so it's a little bit different for me.
1: No, that's cool. And that's why I was excited to have you on some of our more recent episodes. We've kind of gotten really granular on details for um, like commercial investing. And I think Mm -hmm. this is a great having you on to be a great conversation for maybe some of those out there listening that are just starting to get into real estate uh, investing and hearing somebody like yourself that it necessarily um, start out down that track and is kind of getting into it more so now, even though you've already got a career going, I think that's going to be something that people can relate to. So you're, you do social media marketing and you do freelance social media marketing. Is that freelance mm-hmm. aspect, the business that you mentioned, or do you ha- is that something more along the lines of what you do with uh, Ali's Fashion Alley?
0: That is the business so Ally's fashion alley is just the name of my blog that I came up with in high school, some people get confused by that, um, but my freelance business is doing social media digital marketing for for clients for small businesses.
1: Very cool. Very cool. Yeah. And that, that is an important aspect to business these days with the way, you know, getting in front of our, um, audiences online is such, a, so, so critical to growing our businesses and, and social mm-hmm. media marketing is such a, um, key component to that. So, uh, I think I might, I'm going to have to talk to you a little bit about that after we're done <laughs> with the, uh, with yeah. the interview, but, uh, it's something that
0: Every business needs, um, and it allows me to work very flexible. So,
1: yeah, and like you said before, with with what happened last year with the pandemic, having that ability to still generate income and stay at home, uh, even right. if you're limited in other areas, that's 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 great, and that's kind of going to lead yeah. us more into probably what our audience is interested in, which is more or less that supplemental income as opposed to the the nine to five uh, right. career grind. You know, going out and trading time for money. You know, a lot of us. That are into real estate investing, investing and in listening to these podcasts. You know, we, we're we're after that uh, financial freedom. You know, that ability to uh, yes. do have the flexibility to do what we want to do uh, and not necessarily have to go punch a time clock in order to get the bills paid. And, you know, that's not just real estate investors, that's entrepreneurs in general. You know, and it sounds like you starting your blog in high school and having the success you're having with your freelance business and your uh, your career, it sounds like you're an entrepreneur in in your own right. And that possibly is what, you know, got you started down the path of real estate investing. But Mm-hmm. If you could explain to us in your own words, what was it that drew you to real estate investing? And, you know, how did you learn about it? And how did it come about to where you wanted to get into real estate investing?
0: Sure. Yeah. So you're correct that I've always been very entrepreneurial. Um, I think it it really started in high school. You know, I've always been very interested in money and personal finance. So I took a financial literacy class in high school that was. Really, really amazing. I think everyone uh, should take something like that during school. Um, So that got me interested. That's when I started investing in the stock market. I opened a Roth IRA, sort of entered into that world of reaching financial independence. Um, So real estate just seemed like the next natural step that I would take, you know, successful people invest in real estate. Um, It's a great means to be able to retire early and reach that financial independence. So it was always something early on that I knew I would get into eventually one way or another. Um, So I really didn't know anything about real estate uh, originally. You know, it wasn't a, a person in my family that influenced me. Um, so I love to read. So I thought maybe the best way to learn is to to order a book. So I think I just searched for real estate investing books on Amazon and and picked one out. Um, <laughs> and it happened to be one by uh, Brandon Turner from Bigger Pockets. So after reading that, I sort of discovered bigger pockets um and i was you know listening to their podcasts all the time uh reading all the blogs uh reading all the books so that's that's sort of how i i got into it
1: very cool so you are definitely a self starter it sounds yeah. like so you so you're an <laughs> entrepreneur you're obviously a go getter you had these kind of side projects side hustles going on since high school um mm-hmm fast forward a few years, you've, you've got a, a career, uh, your, you know, your day job of, of social media marketing for another firm. And, and then you start, you know, you're, you're, you're financially conscious and aware. So you're, yeah. inv- you start investing your money, you you start going into the markets and was real estate just always in the back of your mind, or was it something as far as like, did you just want to diversify where, where your investing portfolio was going? Um, or was there like a specific trigger that, set you off down that path of real estate investing or was it something you always knew you were going to do? You just hadn't quite got to yet.
0: Yeah, I guess it sort of always was in the back of my mind and I can't point to, you know, a specific moment or trigger. Um, I just knew that, you know, it's important to save money. It's important to invest. Uh, the best way to build wealth is through real estate. And I guess I, you know, I knew that through, um, you know, how I was raised growing up and during the class in high school. Um, So it was always, always there in the back of my mind. Yeah,
1: absolutely. And so once you took it upon yourself to educate, which we always talk Mm -hmm. about on, on the podcast here, you know, one of the first steps in real estate investing is to educate yourself on the topic and get comfortable with the terminology and how the process works the different ways yep. you can invest and uh just ge- basically gener- get generally comfortable with the whole concept of real estate investing. So as you started yeah. to read uh was it did you did you find that you were getting more drawn in as the, as you learned more you know not only about how to do it how easy, it mm-hmm. may or may not be, but then also the, the the great returns and benefits that come along with it?
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So when I really started to educate myself about real estate, uh, I had just started my first job after graduating college. So I was still living in Chicago. Um, and so, you know, after reading a lot, it's like, all right, it's, it's time to do this. So I started looking on on Zillow like anyone does <laughs> at you know what's available in the area and then it's it's sort of a funny story how I ended up in Milwaukee um I lived in Chicago for about 8 years and then just came over here one weekend on on a fun vacation trip I'd never been before um and at that point I was getting a little bit sick of the big city in Chicago. So it's like, all right, I'm already working remote. Milwaukee is a lot cheaper. I can lower my cost of living and therefore increase my savings rate, um, which was something that's really important to me. It's like, all right, let's, let's make the leap. Let's move there. So I, um, I bought a condo here in Milwaukee and I guess that was sort of my first action step in my, my real estate journey. Um,
1: Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, that's, that's a great point because, you know, we think about real estate investing, we're we're always thinking about the transaction or the deal, you know, and how to fund Mm -hmm. it, how to get creative with funding it. But really when you're talking about being financially aware, which is, you know, key to all this, it's, you got to look at yourself a lot of the times first, you know, and structuring Mm -hmm. your lifestyle, our lifestyle and our spending and our savings really is one of the most important steps you can take early on. And it sounds like you were able to identify that, make some lifestyle changes that were, you know, that enabled you to save more money that you could then invest, whether it was in the markets or real estate, but that, you know, Mm -hmm. that's a, that's a large commitment, you know, up and moving to another market or another city or state because you know, that it's going to save you on your cost of living. I mean, that's that's really what it takes for the audience listening. I mean, you don't necessarily have to go move, but you need to be able to make that commitment that, okay it's not just looking for deals and it's not just analyzing deals and trying to raise money or make partnerships. That that has a lot to do with it as well. Mm -hmm. But, you know, we really do need to start with ourselves and our lifestyle and our spending and really start focusing on limiting that outflow of of money. And then, totally. and then the, the money that we are savings, that's what it's all about. It's the savings that we have and getting that money to start working for us, right? And then the compounding starts to take effect, whether that's in the mm-hmm. stock market or in real estate. <clears throat> and the earlier people can do that, the better it's going to be in the long run. So I, I wanted to yeah. point that out. That's a great example of you know early on recognizing that maybe some changes that were needed and that was only going to help you in your... Uh, journey into real estate investing so now let's let's dive into that a little bit deeper can you tell us you know how long have you been investing where are you at with your investing i know i know it has been somewhat recent since you got started but how far Mm -hmm. along how far along are you to this point
0: so i'm definitely a newbie still and i am okay with that so i bought my condo in milwaukee which i live in so you know you don't consider that Um, a rental property or anything but still an investment and it's definitely appreciated in value over the last couple of years. Um, And then I bought my first rental property a little over a year ago and I just started the process of looking for my next one.
1: Very cool. Very, very cool. Congratulations. So a little over a year uh, since your first, um, you know, non-primary resident investment invest, yeah. investment property. Uh, that's, that's awesome. How can you tell us, is that, are you investing in Milwaukee? Are you self-managing? What what does that investment look like? Was it a single family? Um, what, do, what, yeah. what do you got going so on? So
0: I, I did buy out of state. My house, it's a single family house is in Columbus, Ohio. Um, It's a little bit of a a weird story how I happened upon that. I originally intended to buy locally in Milwaukee. um, And then I was listening to a podcast and heard about this turnkey company uh, that has properties in a few different markets, one of them being Columbus. Um, And at the time I was looking for something to buy in Milwaukee and everything was a little bit too expensive for the amount of money I had saved so when i was on uh, this company's website and i was looking at uh, their analysis of all their different properties it just kind of made sense at the time so that is what i went with for my first property Uh, there is a property manager so it's a very hands-off passive investment Uh, obviously since i i don't live there i need a manager Um, and actually i have never even been to the property. I've I've never been over there to visit it. So that's that's how hands off it is. <laughs>
1: all right. So this is really cool. So I've never had a guest on that that's discussed, you know, purchasing turnkey rental properties. So I, I think we're gonna yeah. you know get a little bit get a little bit more into this if you don't mind. I, I've sure. had I've had guests on that have turnkey Investment businesses. Uh, Eric Mm -hmm. Martel was one of our early guests, and he was explaining his his turnkey investing business. But he was more on the you know the selling side of that as Mm -hmm. opposed to the buying. So, sure. When you're when you're getting started, first of all, why don't you explain to our audience like what does it mean? What does that mean? Turnkey investment property. Can you give us a little bit of background on what that what that represents?
0: Yes. So a turnkey company they sell properties to investors specifically, you know, versus a realtor who's mostly uh, serving, you know, a family looking for their next home. Um, This company serves investors. So their properties usually have tenants already in them or all all ready to go or move and ready if there's not already a tenant in there, you know, no repairs needed or anything like that. Uh, So just a ready to go, all done investment property that you can buy. Um, So you might pay a little bit of a premium for that, but also, you know, save some hassle. Um, And then there's a lot of different turnkey companies out there, Um, but they might have in-house property management, in-house maintenance people, you know, it depends on how much of the process they, they manage.
1: Yeah no and that's I'm really glad we brought we we got we we're touching on this topic cuz I don't I don't think I've talked about it a lot on the invest nest and you know it makes sense for certain people and it makes sense if you're a turnkey investor to unload those properties and it makes sense for a certain type of investor to buy those properties and you know basically you know a lot of our listeners out there are familiar with wholesalers or mm-hmm. you know that that notion of going and becoming a real estate investor because you're going to buy something you know cheap or off market or run sure. down and then put the money into it get that appreciated value out of it and then be able to refi and hold on to it and cash flow bur all this that and the other well a turnkey is basically somebody okay. that's you know a turnkey um business operator is somebody that more or less does it all the way up to that point but as a, instead of refying out of it and keeping it as an investment themselves they have their own business generating income by doing that process and selling the property so rather exactly. than rather than using that equity as a, a a means to refi back out um they're they're uh trans you know transforming that equity into their income so they go and sell it to their network of investors and you know why would why might somebody think that you would want to do that well one it's a way for them to generate income for their own investments uh mm-hmm. you know and then two as far as somebody wanting to buy one of these properties it takes out that whole component of having to go find a property do the assessment on the values find a contractor find out what needs to be done you know that's the beginning steps all the way to the end to where you're ready to fill it you know and on top of that analyzing it making sure the numbers are all working and everything the the mm-hmm. real, one of the real benefits to the turnkey to buying turnkey i think is is that that's pretty much laid out for you so the property's already been updated and made rent ready typically with materials that are more durable for a tenant as opposed to somebody that's just going to be living in it they're not so much high end they're more low maintenance more durable easy for easier for turnover and then they usually have a renter in there or they they have a a, a you know, a rental rate that you can expect. So they break down the numbers for you too. So it takes mm-hmm. a good bit of the risk out of it for you, especially if there's already a tenant in there. Cause you know, they're telling you how much the mortgage is going to be, what the expenses are, the utilities are. It's pretty much laid out and you can see right off the bat how much income the property is going to be generating or cash flow. And then based on how much money you want to put down, you can, you know, compute out the returns on your investment that way. Mm -hmm. So it's a great it's a great way to get started investing. If you're somebody like yourself who has a career and is a busy individual with your own business and may not have the time to go out and try to become a full time real estate investor or even part time and real estate investor, It's, it's a much more hands off approach. Uh, but that doesn't mean that it's any better or worse than any other way. It's just, again, we talk about creatively investing in real estate. It's another way to get into real estate investing and enjoy all of the great benefits that come along with it. Um, is that, is that, is there anything you can add to that? Is that kind of more or less why you landed on that option and went that route and how, now that you've done it and fast forward a year, Mm -hmm. you know, how do you feel about that decision?
0: Yeah, that was a great explanation. Um, very right on. Um, so I always knew that I wanted to be a passive investor, you know, the flipping houses, wholesaling, using other people's money, all those sorts of things is just not really my style. Um, I want to be more more hands off. So I think a lot of times it's kind of intimidating when you're, you know, on bigger pockets, or you go to a local, real estate meetup and everyone is you know talking about their next deal and their next flip um and all these more aggressive strategies that they're doing and you know that's that's really great for some people and admirable um but for someone like me who just kind of wants to do a more slow and steady strategy um I feel like there aren't a lot of voices out there talking about that style. So yeah, the turnkey just made sense for me at the time. Like you said, they have the analysis already done for you, you know, right on their website, this company, you can see all of the, their available properties, They have a little spreadsheet underneath them for each of of the properties um but i think it's important to also do your own analysis so i you know took all their calculations and made them a little bit more conservative so i thought their uh their vacancy rates and their you know maintenance and and capex uh percentages were a little bit low so i made them higher to make sure you know worst case scenario that it would still be cash flowing and getting a pretty good um, return. So I think it's really important to, to run your own numbers. Um, yeah, so about a year later, everything has worked out pretty well. I will say there was an issue with the um, the property manager. So their they're property managers, they have relationships with different companies, um, but it's not in-house, so they sort of refer you out to to a property manager in the local area. Um, And I really did not do any research on this manager because I trusted the company and I thought, okay, they're telling me this is who manages all their properties in the area, we're all set, good to go, sign the contract, Um, everything looked good. And then it turned out they were not so great. So I have actually switched property managers last month um, and things seem to be working out better, so that's sort of my my one regret is not um, not looking into that company and sort of doing my due diligence there.
1: Yeah, another excellent point. You know, as much as I just got done talking about how the turnkey investments lay it all out for you and take a lot of the work out of it, that doesn't mean that you should not do your own research mm-hmm. and underwriting and the fact that you, yeah. you know, double checked the numbers and even pulled them back some gave yourself a little bit more of a cushion there is definitely going to be a safer play and if you're able to do that and still see a return there that you're comfortable with and make sense for your investment you know that's definitely the way to take the approach that's def- definitely the approach to take as opposed to stretching things thin in in order to make it work on paper because then in, re- in reality it's it's it usually works against you um mm-hmm. and the fact that you just shared with us the experience of the property manager. I mean, that, you know, and I would say, you know, that's a regret, but at the same time, you know, we're we always any experience we go through, we're gonna learn something from it, right? There's not nothing's yeah, gonna sure. be you're not as much as we think we have all the bases covered. You know, there's always going to be something that comes up. But the the good thing about that is, is being able to recognize it as something that you can learn from and hopefully try to take away from that situation and and carry with yourself into the future to avoid that. You know, and that's again, that's how you gain experience. You know, it's just getting out there and doing it as opposed to sitting at home and, and preventing yourself from starting investing because you're worried about all these things. There's going to be some, you know, there's going to be some snags along the way. And as long as you do as much of the research ahead of time and you're comfortable with everything and you know that there's probably going to be a little bit a little bit of unknown and mystery that comes into play for better and for worse uh you know move move forward with it and 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 go for it because you know whatever comes of it in the long run real estate investing usually is going to pay off and simultaneously you're going to be gaining that experience as you go along and then your mm-hmm. your, your second deal and your third deal and your fourth deal there's still always going to be things that come up But the more you do it, the better you get at recognizing these things and and being able to double check it. So those are great uh, points you just made about the experience you had with turnkey investing. And I think I hope our listeners can draw on that and and take that with them when they go out to start investing themselves. So with the whole turnkey investment, you know, you mentioned that they. Uh, referred property managers. When when I was kind of Mm -hmm. giving the breakdown on the turnkey investing earlier, I mentioned one of the reasons that they do it is because of the transactional income that they get from selling the properties. Uh, A lot of the times, though, they do have in-house property management. So it's another way for them also to just build out their Property management business. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for this particular company, I guess could you do you mind walking us through the whole process, like how yeah. you how you landed on them? Did you reach out to? The, like how did that process go, as far as making the transaction come into play? If you're, I don't know if you're comfortable with sharing how yeah. you fun, how you funded the deal, what the what sure. the deal looks like, and what you know how things are going as far as returns go versus what your projections were.
0: Yeah, I'm happy to. So as I mentioned, I've I found this company through a podcast. They were an advertiser. So from there, I, I looked them up. I went on their website. I think I filled out a form um, and they gave me a call. And then I started doing a little bit more research into them, You know, making sure there weren't any negative reviews out there or anything, um, asked them a, a ton of questions, basically interviewed them. Um, and then they had a whole list of properties to choose from. Um, so we talked about which market would be the best fit They're in a few different cities. I can't recall where else, but we decided on Columbus, Ohio. Um, one of the big draws to that market was at the time, um, they told me this house that I was buying had a special tax abatement because they had put a certain amount of money into renovating it and the city uh, was giving this tax abatement. So it was supposed to be 15 years, um, absolutely no property taxes, which just sounded amazing to me because here in Milwaukee, our, our property taxes are very high. I think some of the highest in the country. Um, so that kind of drew me to that market and, and that property. Um, so the house was around 125. I I funded it with 20% down, so traditional mortgage. Um, They connected me with a lender who allowed me to put 20 instead of 25% down, which I thought was really awesome because usually for an investment property that you're not living in, you're required to put 25% down. So that extra 5% was great. Um, And I had just saved up that money you know, from, from working, from my, my side hustle businesses.
1: So. Very cool. Very cool. And, 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 you know, being able to leverage that extra 5%, especially at the, 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 where mortgage mortgage interest rates are right now Mm -hmm. helps facilitate, you know, cash flowing investments, which is one of the reasons why it's also so popular right now. The cost of money is so low, Uh, but you got that extra little bonus of the fact that the, of the, the property taxes, um, I mean, I, I'm sure that really sweetened it for you. So from when you were analyzing the deal now a year later, are you in line with what your projections were? Or are you comfortable with the returns and the cash flows it's providing?
0: Yeah, so I'm comfortable with it. Um, we we had a little issue during COVID when the tenant moved out, their lease ended, and we had a turn it was actually right before christmas which was just you know the worst time for tenants to move out um so there was a lot of maintenance that needed to be done because they they didn't leave the property in very good condition um so that that took a chunk out of my cash flow but you know things happen and we're still cash flow positive so i'm i'm good with it
1: yeah and that goes back yeah. to i don't know if that was um part of what the uh regret with the original property manager was, but, you know, having a good property manager in place can really help avoid some of those turnover costs, if they're doing, you know, regular inspections, um, right. you know, if they're doing drive-bys regularly to make sure, you know, right. you know, the, the the people living in the house are taking care of the property the way they're supposed to, according to their lease. So, you know, I, you know, there are, everything's not always all, you know, roses and, and real estate land. Yeah. You know, there, there's definitely, yeah. there's definitely as much as we talk about the positives and the goods with which there are tons, you know, the reality of it is, is that there are, aspects that come into play that are going to affect the bottom line. You know, you just mentioned a tenant turnover, you know, mm-hmm. we, that's one of the most costly, one of the most biggest hindrances to our cash flow and our returns is when you have a turn and or a vacant property, you know, and then there's CapEx. If something large breaks, you know, if, if the roof is due to be replaced or the furnace oh. goes out now you bought turnkey. So I'm imagining a lot of those things are updated. Um mm-hmm. But, you know the turn the tenant turns are really going to affect the bottom line, especially if your cash flows are thin. Now that doesn't mean again over the long run between the the cash flow that you're going to pick up after the new tenant goes in, your principal pay down on your loan, uh, any appreciation that you may get over time and then the tax benefits. I mean in the long run, typically real estate's going to wash out the negative and right. be a good a good investment. So year one, even if you break even, if you're not losing money, you know, you're actually still gaining equity through principal pay down. And I like to talk about this a lot too when it comes to the financial aspect of things by even buying a real estate, a piece of real estate, an investment property. If it's not, if you're not reaping t- tons of cash flow rewards, you are still building your net worth, you know. So your balance sheet, the balance sheet side of your uh personal net worth is is growing. You know, the the income and loss statement or the income it might be breaking even, but you're still yeah. picking up that equity, you're still gaining that net worth, which in the long run really makes a big difference um, when you're building wealth. Yeah, so so when you when you now that you have done this turnkey investment and you have had the experience you you, you know, that you've learned and, and you've gained throughout the last year, is it something that you think you would do again? Uh, as far as a, another real estate investment and, and mm-hmm. what are your plans from here? Are you, you mentioned earlier, you're, you're starting to look again. Are you looking for turnkey or where are you going from here?
0: Yeah, good question. So I'm not sure that I would do turnkey again. You know, I would, if the right opportunity came up, but I think for this next property, I'm actually looking locally in Milwaukee. Um, so one of my clients is actually a real estate brokerage and also a property manager so they get to help me out which is really nice um yeah so i'm gonna look locally i have a little bit more money saved up this time um i'm not in any big rush to find the next property but i think i will buy in milwaukee you
1: know that's a great idea if you can get networked and plugged into um real estate agents, and or brokerages that also do property management. And I don't mean just plugged in by like calling them and they're going to represent you like you, you know, you they're a client of yours. So you have a little bit more of a relationship, I would imagine, if you happen to meet them at a uh, local meetup, or if they're already managing one of your investment properties, that's the type of relationship I'm talking about. Those are, those are key because I, and I can uh, attest to this from my own experience. You know, once you get in with a good property manager like that, that have other properties under management, you know, their other landlords, their other clients tend to sell over time. You know, if it's an older older landlord or, an you know, somebody that doesn't want to necessarily deal with managing a pro- or owning a property anymore, well, a lot of the times they'll they let the property manager know that first that they're thinking of selling, and the property yeah, manager exactly. will will then put it out to their other group of investors before taking it to market. So if you let your property manager or the brokers brokerage that you're talking to know, hey, I'm thinking about buying, which it sounds like you already have, you know, they're gonna put two and two together. If somebody else tells them, hey, we're thinking of selling, they'll think of you first, and that's a great way to get. Uh, an opportunity at a a good investment property before it goes to market. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah,
0: that's exactly what they do. They, um, they'll sell properties for their clients. They, They have a few coming up for sale soon, I believe. So yeah, exactly.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And it it works all the way around because, you know, somebody that has a rental property, you would think, well, why wouldn't they just want to take it to market in this market and get as much as they can? Well, you know, Mm -hmm. rental properties a lot of the times do need some work and there's some deferred maintenance typically, and it cuts all of that out of the process. You know, they don't have to go through the photography. They don't have to go through all of buttoning everything up for, um, for showing the property, they don't have to deal with the tenant being there during showings. Uh, it's it's much more streamlined process when it's being sold from one investor to another, and mm-hmm. it can make it quick and easy for a seller of a real estate investment to a, to a buyer of a real estate investment. So it works all the way around. So that's a great another great tip you just gave. So you're working with them. You're thinking of investing in Milwaukee, and yeah. again having that relationship, I would imagine they're going to be a tremendous help uh, with not only being able to identify the property like we just talked about but also letting you know what fair market value of that is mm-hmm. what might be needed um brokerages and property managers have a tremendous network of contractors so if there we are do. repairs new, needed they can i'm guessing they're going to be able to help you get in touch with the right people to help you with those repairs is that is that kind yes. of where you're at in the process now? yeah
0: they coordinate all of that they have in-house maintenance people so they can manage uh, construction projects as well and i think you know sometimes property managers get a bad rap because there are so many bad ones out there you know i've experienced that side of it as well but you can definitely find a good one and when you do they can be a a really big asset and you know even though i'm buying locally and i i could manage it myself um i don't think that i will i'll probably hire them just because i I don't want to deal with it (laughs) again i want to be you know more hands off even if it's a local local property
1: yeah no that's awesome i mean again i talk about it all the time on the podcast partnerships relationships even if you're your own even if you're doing the investing yourself there are still partnerships involved whether it's your property manager or your broker or your contractor and finding those right people can make a you know such a difference um and you're moving it sounds like from away from the fully turnkey to being a little bit more hands-on, but still doing it in a more of a turnkey manner and having Mm -hmm. those relationships and those people involved can help you keep your hands off as much as possible and, and get yourself into a good investment. And then once you have done that, turn it over to the property management company and then, and then ultimately still be as as hands-off as possible.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Uh, One, one other quick question since uh, maybe a lot of uh, our, um, Listeners out there might be newer to real estate. On this episode, uh, are you? Did you set up an entity for your property in Ohio? Did you just put that in your name? Where are you at with that? And do you have any plans to uh, set up a, an entity, or if you have not done so?
0: Yeah, I really have not thought much about that. So it is—it's just in my name. Um, I have, you know, a lot of insurance in case anything were ever to go wrong. But my understanding was that, you know, until you have at least a few properties that's not really necessary so you know for me just with my condo and my one rental property and now maybe a third one um i i don't think it's necessary yet it just seems like you know a little bit of a hassle and i don't see a big benefit right now but one day in the future um when i have a lot more investments i think it's definitely something to think about
1: sure yeah and i think a lot of new investors do think about what they should do in that regard, and some some people do, and some people don't. There's mm-hmm. reasons there's reasons to do it. There's reasons not to do it. Obviously, yeah. one of the large reasons of not doing it is the cost associated with setting it up, and then the returns. is mm-hmm. an extra return okay. to file at the end of the year. Um, so yeah, I was just curious what you decided to do, and then if at some point in the future yeah. you think it's justified to um, to set up that entity, you can always you know transfer the properties you have in your name into the new entity. Um, right so okay that's very interesting um and so from here you're you're planning to buy in milwaukee is it just gonna be another single family
0: most likely single family
1: yes okay. and then yeah. do you have moving forward beyond that do you have like a five-year kind of goal and beyond as far as as far as building out a real estate portfolio
0: yeah so my plan originally was to buy around one property per year uh, single family for now, you know, eventually when i have more properties and it kind of starts to snowball, um then, you know, i might buy more or go into multifamily or something like that. Um but for now just kind of taking it slow, uh continuing to grow my own business. Um i also, you know, invest in the stock market, index funds, things like that. Um so i don't think that real estate will ever really be a full-time gig for me, Um, always just sort of an extra source of income
1: just kind of keeping your eye on it. And if a good deal yeah. pops up, take advantage of it. And
0: definitely, yeah,
1: that, that I mean, there's nothing wrong with that, especially in a competitive market, like we're in right now, as opposed mm-hmm. to maybe forcing, um, forcing a deal or forcing an investment, just keeping yourself, right. yeah, just keeping yourself prepared and, and and keeping your eyes open. And if if a deal pops up, just being in a position to hopefully take advantage of it, there's yeah, certainly yeah. nothing wrong yeah. with that. Certainly. The market
0: is a little bit crazy. So I've, I've been saving extra money so I can be, you know, prepared to, I have to pay a little bit more. Um, it's been a little bit over a year since I bought my last one, but I'm okay with, with waiting.
1: Yeah. Right on. Nothing wrong with that. You don't want to, don't want to make a bad investment just to make an investment. So, yeah. um, real quick, before I kind of wrap things up here, I wanted to just, cause I think a lot of people who have not started investing yet. And, uh, you know, they have, we, we all do. It's, it's a natural, um, I guess, uh, concern. It's like that apprehension of, you know, Mm -hmm. what could go wrong or all, you know, it's easy to find a reason not to buy a deal or not to invest in real estate. It's kind of, can be difficult to really force yourself to do it for those people out there that might be in that situation. Is there anything that you can tell them now that you've done it a year later, Were, were you having, were you experiencing those emotions before you went through with it? And, uh, you know, what was it, that pushed you over that, and then now that you've done it, like, what could you tell them? Uh, do you have anything to tell people who might be in those same shoes as you were?
0: Yeah, I think analysis paralysis, as they say, is is a real thing, and it can it can be a struggle. But I think it's important to take some sort of action, um, you know, versus not. And that usually time is is your biggest advantage if you're a new investor. So I'm I'm a long-term buy and hold investor. You know I'm not planning on selling any of my properties anytime soon unless I don't know something crazy happens. Who knows? But um, I think over the long term, you know, even if you don't buy the best deal ever, it's not going to matter that much. Um, It's more important that you you buy something. Obviously, you don't want to buy a terrible deal or anything like that. Um, But I don't think you know you have to have a home run. I think as long as as the numbers make sense for you, um, those, those little things aren't as important down the line.
1: Yeah, little base hits, you know, base hits, you don't have to go for the grand slam, because the biggest thing of of doing your first deal is that you've got, you know, one under your belt, and then you can move on to your second, it's like a base hit, you can't get the bases loaded for the true grand slam, unless you're (laughs) picking up some, uh, some singles and some doubles every now, you know, And that's
0: how, that's how I felt that I just needed to buy, buy one, and then I would have a little bit more confidence. And it's definitely true.
1: Awesome, great great advice, great advice. Okay, and now it's time for our segment, Advice from our Invest Guests. I'm gonna ask you three questions that I ask our guests each week. uh, And I'm gonna start with number one. um, What is one thing you can recommend to people that haven't started investing yet that they can get up and do right now to help get them on their way?
0: That's a good question. Um, I would say, read some books, uh, learn everything you can. Uh, Facebook groups are really great. I feel like that's where I I learn a lot learn the most maybe and connect with people in your local market. Uh, I think just about anywhere there's a local real estate group that meets up and that's a really great way to to form those connections and sort of get inspired to take action.
1: Yep. Take action. Just get out there. Even if you're not ready to invest, you can do all the stuff, all of those things, Allie just listed. You can go to real estate meetups. You can start reading the books. You can get online, you can join the invest nest and you mm-hmm. can just start taking action. Even if it's not action, as far as closing a deal, you can start taking those, you know, early steps that are going to help build the foundation for when you are ready to start investing. You, you, you kind of have that, sh- that base in place. Great answer. Yeah. So number two, um, looking back is there one thing that you would do differently if you were to uh start over again with regards to real estate investing
0: yeah that's a good question i don't i don't have any regrets per se but what i mentioned about the property manager that's something i would definitely do over um i think it's important to interview anyone who you know you're forming a long term relationship with so I did not do my due diligence there and, you know, that was my fault, but a learning experience and it won't happen again.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. Check references, right?
0: Yes. Check references.
1: Online reviews are good too.
0: (laughs) Yeah.
1: (laughs) All right. Great answer. Question number three, do you have a book recommendation for our audience?
0: Yeah. So the first book I read is called just the book on rental property investing um, by Brandon Turner. And I think it's a really great introductory book, gives kind of an overview on all the different styles of investing that are available to you. So if you're a total newbie, I think it's it's a great place to start.
1: Awesome, great, great recommendation, Allie. This has been a lot of fun. Um, I really do appreciate you coming on, even though you are an early investor. I think that hearing your journey and hearing your experience for a lot of people out there who might not have gotten started yet, I think that can be really helpful. You know, I mean, it's it can be it can be difficult to take that first step and get over the hump. So I think mm-hmm. hearing people that uh, we can relate to. You know that maybe have had those maybe had those same challenges, but then overcame them and got out there and started investing. I think that is a great motivating force for people, and uh, I think it's an inspiration as well. So thank you so much for sharing sharing your journey. Um, if for our listeners out there that want to to uh, connect with you and learn more about you, is where can we send them? Is there is there a place that they can connect?
0: Yeah, the easiest way is probably on Instagram. And my handle is Allie's Fashion Alley. It's my name, A-L-L-I-E-S fashion, and then Allie like the street. A L L E Y.
1: That was much better than what I but when I butchered <laughs> it at the intro. So okay, and I'll include that in the show notes below. You also have your website, Fashion Alley.com, but check her out on Instagram. Like I said, she's got a great following. She's puts she puts out a ton. Of content, it's not all real estate related. Some of it is, but it's a lot of good stuff. So definitely go connect with Allie. Check her out. Reach out to her. I'm sure she'd happy be happy to have a conversation with you about real estate. Yeah, so. send
0: me a message.
1: Awesome. Well, Allie, this has been a lot of fun. Again, I want to thank you for joining me on the Invest Nest. Uh, wish you the best of luck in 2021 and beyond.
0: Thank you. Thanks so much for having me on.
1: Absolutely, my pleasure. Take care,
0: Allie. You too.
1: And I also want to thank all of our listeners out there for tuning in again this week. I hope you enjoyed that interview with Allie. That was a lot of good stuff, especially for some of the newer investors out there who maybe have not started yet and are having a hard time getting over that hurdle. Uh, I think Allie's uh, story really helps provide some uh, insight into what happens after that you take that first step. Uh, And hopefully it, it provided some inspiration to, to those out there who, uh, or having a hard time taking that first step so definitely check out Allie though on uh, instagram again it's Allie's fashion alley or at ally's fashion alley but she puts out a ton of great contact she's very uh, interactive with her audience and she's got a great following so I, I strongly recommend going to check her out you can also check her out her website com, and I'll, I'll include all those links down in the show notes as well All right. And don't forget to give us a follow as well on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at The Invest Nest. And if you haven't done so already, go check out theinvestnest.com. You can create your free profile, start networking with other investors on the website. And of course, last but especially not least, don't forget forget to hit that subscribe button if you're listening to the podcast. And if you don't mind going to leave a quick review and rating, uh, it would be a great help. All right, everybody, I appreciate you tuning in. As always I'm your host Travis Murphy and we'll see you next week on the Invest Nest Real Estate Investing Show. Thank you for joining us on the Invest Nest Real Estate Investing Show. Be sure to join the investnest.com and start learning and earning today.